This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Jake, Jake. Rachel, Sarah. Jake, Jake. Eliza. And Jake, Hannah. Jake. The Hurwitz Rachel, Sarah. Hannah. Eliza. Jake. Jake said, turn off the podcast. Laura doesn't need to know. Jake said not to be nice to dad. Like I said, he's horrible. But listen up, listen up. The Game Boy chooses emails with just one word. word. If I were you, Jake. It's bad enough no one wants a free domain. 10% is wonderful. It's bad enough no one wants to seize the cheese. New domains are plentiful. Listen up, listen up. With Squarespace, you can learn to build it beautiful. Eliza, I'm emailing if I were you. I'm emailing if I were you. I'm emailing if I were you. Wow, Dan and Maria with a Hamilton parody. Dude, that was my favorite song that we've had in a long time. It works because Eliza is your actual sister's name. Yep. And, and Peggy. Yeah. Huh? Your other sister, Peggy. No, did Margaret you listen to Herman's? the song? You forgot to listen to the lyrics of the song. <laughs> Looking for a mind at work, work. So I think you're just singing Hamilton, <laughs> uh-huh. which I guess is what you always uh-huh. want to hear. <laughs> Why did they change the words? <laughs> this was incredible. Good job. They worsened it. I liked it because it was about me and my life, and my family. <laughs> yeah, if Lynn can actually make a musical about you, even if you like kicked him like ten grand, you think as, he like, would a, do it for ten cause, grand? Because the music and the lyrics are like kind of already there, right? You just have to make it more about like like how they did like Jake, oh like Jake. he doesn't even have to write a new musical. Yeah. He just has to change the lyrics <laughs> yeah. of all the Hamilton yeah. musical so to be, be about like, me and my yeah band. exactly. So it'd be like. Jake, Jake, looking for a mind debt, Jake, Jake. Well, you, they already wrote this one. <laughs> oh, yeah, so, this yeah, one's already you, written. Okay. So another uh-huh. one would be like, Jake Hurwitz. My name is Jake Hurwitz. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and there's a couple things that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't want this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, that's Dan and Maria who wrote it, and they have a Bandcamp, secret-plans.bandcamp.com. Secret-plans? I don't know. How do you say the dash? Dash. Yeah. Secret-plans.bandcamp.com. Uh, recording this on a Monday morning. That's very rare for us. We like to have our shit uh, done at the very least the day before. I can't remember the last time we recorded on a Monday for a Monday release. Yeah, done under the wire. Uh, but it was necessary because we spent hours and hours at the Phoenix airport on Friday. 
Whole day. A work day. We got there at 9 for a 10.30 flight. You left at 6. In the p.m. <laughs> yeah. It went down in the p.m. It went down. It went up in the p.m. <laughs> uh, the worst part was that we got on the 10.30 flight, and then they took us away from the gate. Yeah. Well, the 10.30 flight was actually delayed half hour, if you uh, remember. Yeah. So we Which got was on, such a minor inconvenience yeah, at the time. And I was like, oh, geez, Louise. And that, like, even that, remember, threw a little bit of a wrench in our day. We're yeah. like, shit, should we push things that we have in the afternoon? Because yeah. we're not going to get in later than we thought. Yeah, we might only get back at one, which is far too late for my convenience. <laughs> and then uh, I, I was sitting behind, like, an, another pilot and a stewardess who were, like, flying on that plane. A steward? A steward and a stewarder. Yeah. And uh, as we're like waiting, we're like sitting on the gate. Because once we also got on the plane, they delayed us another 40 minutes mm. because they're like, we can't take off yet. Yeah, because of uh, congestion in LA. Yeah. They always blame it on the other airport. Mm. We'd love to take off, but you know how LA is. It's really congested. <laughs> we're ready to go oh, here. I wish I could take off. And then the stewardess who was working that flight came and like whispered something to <laughs> the pilot and the stewardess who were sitting down in front of me. And I was like, I, I texted you. I was like, bad news coming. Bad news. <laughs> she actually just leaned over and said, get out. <laughs> And then they went on the loudspeaker, and they were like, uh, "We have some electrical problems." Uh, they towed us back to the to the gate. I feel bad for the captain because he's like, "Got some bad news for you guys. Uh, we got to take everyone off the plane." Everyone's right right away mad at him. Like, yeah. What the fuck? What's wrong? We don't know. You said it was LAX, but now it's you. <laughs> you blame them. You passed the buck. And sometimes the 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 airlines are so risk averse that like. The mechanical failure could be like as simple as like, you know, if like the cabin pressure went low and like some of the nozzles on some of the air, whatever, won't flow. So we have to just stop. Yeah. there. Were, I mean, there were a time when we couldn't take off because the snack cart didn't come. I swear to God. And I was like. Why can't we just take a vote to be like, we don't need the snacks? Yeah, I think if everyone raised their hands and said snacks or flight. I don't need to eat. I packed my own stuff. <laughs> it's And it was just a 45-minute flight from Phoenix to L.A. Yeah. Uh, so they unload us, and then basically it's a scramble. A hundred people on this flight all have to re uh, rebook. A mad dash. So everyone's just fucking calling, getting online, running to a kiosk, doing it mm -hmm. in person. I'm hunched over... Earbuds in, getting us on uh, the next possible flight before we even deplane. Which is standby for a one in two and a half hours. Well, I was also on the phone with Delta and we're like, they were like, we can't book you on a new flight because you're still on the plane and it doesn't say that your flight is delayed. <laughs> like as far yeah. as it is in our system, your flight is taking off right now. And it's like, okay, well. Which is another subplot because I was told that airlines don't cancel flights even though they know that it's not going to take off. And they never canceled, quote-unquote, this flight that we were on. Right. They just delayed it so indefinitely that everybody <laughs> took a different flight. Yeah. But, like, hey, it's not canceled. So you don't get your money back. That's how they fuck you. But you can... This is the little loophole. If your flight's delayed for more than 90 minutes, you can call and demand your money back. But people don't know to do that. So we're on standby on a 115. We... That flight is completely full. We don't get that flight. But that was a really fun story, too, because we... Me and you were number... 
three and four on the standby list. Yeah, which is basically if there's three or four empty seats, they just let people in off the standby. Yeah. So there's one. There's two people ahead of us, then me and you, and then theoretically an entire list of our previous yeah. flights that was trying to get on this. <laughs> Ninety two more people. And as we're that that guy's like, yeah, it's like it's checked in full, but you know, you never know who's not gonna. I've I've also like borderline gotten on every flight standby that I've ever tried to. Right. It's uh, never so full that you can't get in. And then they're they're calling the name after the flight's fully boarded. They're like passenger Montez, passenger Han. <laughs> We're just like counting the numbers. Uh, they there were three people instead of four. Yeah, they were gonna split us up. And I and we we're as we're like sort of thinking about what we should do. Uh, passenger Montez just yeah. runs up breathlessly, <laughs> gets on the plane. Passenger Han soon follows. Yeah. There's the. Oh, the saddest thing was that lady, <laughs> the lady who was number one for standby. Yeah, she's he, first she's in just the like, list. We're all, she's just, we're all still standing there like a little dumbstruck that this isn't going to work. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's just like hopeful, hopeful as ever. He calls her up. He's like, and she's like, as she's checking in, the last passenger like yeah, this sprints around Asian the corner. man <laughs> holding a croissant. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> uh, out of my way, woman. <laughs> Excuse me, excuse me. No standby as well. Bye bye, <laughs> bye bye. I'm off to LA. So then we get put on the 4:40 p.m. flight. Keep in mind we got there at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So this is now a seven plus hour delay. We have lunch. We're waiting around. You end up uh, having to reschedule your 4:40 because you're like, I'm just gonna go straight to Santa Barbara. I was in Santa Barbara the week. It was very nice. <laughs> so you your flight took off at six. And our after a forty-five minute delay, <laughs> and our I, my flight took off at five to L.A. Our original flight was still quote unquote scheduled. It was like I should have looked to see when it took off. I bet really we could find that out because I talked to the guy. He's like, "Yeah, now it's delayed till nine p.m." I'm like, "The ten thirty a.m. flight is delayed until nine p.m." This like, is... is there anybody left on the flight? He's like, "There's about sixteen people." I was like, if it goes down to zero, are you flying? He's like, even if there's one person on the plane, we have to fly back to L.A. because the plane has to go there. So then I thought, maybe I'll wait. What if I'm the only person on this flight? That's like (laughs) such a, what a unique, rare aviation occurrence that maybe I should just wait in the airport for another three hours and get to take my own private 747. Yeah, that'd be cool. The pilot would let you blow him. Yeah. (laughs) I'd get to open the bathroom. Can I give you airhead? (laughs) I could sleep in the aisle. I could sleep in the bathroom. I think you have, I are not allowed to do that still. Huh, really? You probably still have to just wear your seatbelt in. <laughs> they still have a cart? Yeah, I guess I want ginger ale. Jesus Christ. I can't believe we're going through this dog and pony show. I'm the only one on this flight. <laughs> it's just not insane to you. I would take I would take so many funny Snapchats. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that. I'll go back in time and do that. Anyway, that's why we're recording Monday morning. That's why this episode is a little delayed. We were, we also had shows last weekend. We were in Denver and Tempe. Those were fun. We got shows next week uh, in Atlanta and D.C. and Raleigh and Philly. The Brooklyn show is sold out. We're traveling a lot. I was saying we traveled so much, and I've never had that happen to me. And it did happen to me on probably the easiest flight we'll ever have to take, which is like a short flight between two nice-weathered cities. There was yeah. not a cloud in the sky all day. No, it was a beautiful day. That's how they get you. Anyway, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by me. And me. I'm Amir. I'm Josh. Uh, So we got some questions to answer. Uh, These are questions that we didn't necessarily get to during our um, live shows this week. Ooh. There's too many good ones. Uh, Hopefully we'll be able to release uh, one of those shows because those were good shows. Thanks for coming out. 
Shout oh. out to Denver and Tempe. What up? Miss you already. Here's a here's one from a high schooler who's stuck in the middle of a pu- middle of puberty and oh. has a penis related problem. Cool. So, so do you have a high school friend of yours that you wanted to call this guy? Yeah, let's call. Uh, oh, a high school friend of mine. Yeah, Steve. All right, Steve. Shout out to Steve, baby. Hey, I'm a high schooler who's stuck in the middle of puberty and I have a penis-related problem. Okay. My friends have several times made fun of me by pointing to my crotch and saying that I have a boner, even though I don't, and I don't think <laughs> I've ever really had while, one while in school. The reason they do it is because if I'm wearing sweatpants or something similar like swimwear, there is a bulge. The worst time was when I was swimming with some people from school and one of them, a cute girl who I had a crush on, spoke with my friend in secret about my boner and my asshole friend thought it would be funny to tell her that, yes, I was sporting an erection. Should I just start whipping my dick out every time it comes up to prove that my dick is rock flaccid? <laughs> if not, do I, how do I get my friends to stop doing this, at least while other people are around? Help! Please! Thanks. Soft as a rock, baby. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> Soft as sand. Biatch. Uh, so should he whip his dick out? Is this is his problem that his dick is huge? Is that what he's trying to say? I think is they're that what's just, going on? Or are they just like bullying him for having even like a, a mound? Yeah, a bully for the mound. And they're saying, look, he has a boner, which is sort of like a reverse heckle because they're saying, look, he's got a pretty big dick. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. If if you're if they're like saying this because your dick is big, then that's dope, man. Don't worry. Next time you're hard, whip that out. It'll look like a fucking baseball bat. Be like, unless you see my dick looking like this, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Little baby carrot. <laughs> it's blood out. You're expelled. but you never seen one like a dat before. <laughs> you can't go to this high school anymore. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, but they were pointing. I think they're trying to, they're, they're begging you to take your dick out. Right, yeah, this, you take your dick out, you overreact like that, that's definitely what they've been waiting for. Yeah, then, the, then you're the idiot. Then they win. That's when the terrorists win. I, th- I mean, my way of uh, sort of diffusing any kind of situation where uh, somebody, somebody's like making fun of me like this, like trying to ridicule me, uh, is always just to agree and make fun of myself even a little bit more. Yeah. So like, someone's like, you have a boner. Like, oh, yeah, baby. I'm fucking turned on right now. <laughs> yeah, you turn it on them. You act like you don't. You give so little of a shit that you're playing along with Yeah, because if you're like, no, I don't. Yeah. I do not. <laughs> that sort of, that eggs them on, man. That, they, they're trying to get a rise out of you. Don't you get it? Don't you get it, and when Steve? You, and when you whip your dick out, that's them winning. <laughs> Yeah. So how do I get my friends to stop doing this? Is just play along. You say, mm-hmm. yeah, I actually do have a boner. Yeah. Ooh, and so do you. <laughs> oh, let's sword fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> let's sword fight. That's when you use your little dicks to sort of joust. That's right. Fence. Fence. You ever sword fight? <laughs> of course not. I've done light swashbuckling. <laughs> What's the difference between swashbuckling and sword fighting? I think swa- I thought swashbuckling was sort of just like a lifestyle. Like you sometimes sword fight, you also plunder and you bury treasure. Uh, this is interesting. Huh. Swashbuckle is to engage in daring or romantic adventures with ostentatious bravado or flamboyance. <laughs> so I, I was kind of right on the swashbuckling front. What a funny word. 
A swashbuckler is a heroic archetype in European adventure. Oh, look, typified by the use of a sword. And sh- chivalric ideals. Oh, I am a swashbuckler. <laughs> reading, I swashbuckle. Reading more and more about it. Oh, it's like swag. Yeah. Do you think I have swash? <laughs> I think you have swash, no buckle. Hashtag swash. Swashbuckler. Use that. Use that to them. That'll show them. <laughs> In what sense? What? <laughs> at least you might have a little dick or a big dick, but at least you have a word. They don't even have. They don't even have that. <laughs> they just say boner all all the time. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's. Uh, oh, this is. We got another question from another high schooler. Oh, perfect. Mm. I'll name it after another high schooler that I went to high school with. Uh, a high school guy. Go ahead. Here we go. You don't have any friends from high school. Well, not oh. friends, but I can. I can guess. All right. Name a kid that you went to high school with. Simon Dardashti. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you, Simon. Simon's a good name that nobody's ever named. It's not that great. Do you know the name Simon? Do you know anybody named Simon? No. Right. All right. Simon. It's right. Whitney's last name. Oh yeah. Jesus. Can you imagine if Simon Dardashti married Whitney Simon? <laughs> Her name would be Whitney Dardashti. <laughs> but wow, how narrowly close to another funny thing. Uh, all right. Simon writes, I'm a senior in high school, and I have been dating my girlfriend for seven months. We have so much fun together, and I've never felt this way about anyone. That being said, we Mm. recently took a BuzzFeed quiz, and the result is not sitting well with me. (laughs) Okay. It was titled, Are You Really Boyfriend Material? And I received the result of, of course. When she took the quiz of, Are You Really Girlfriend Material? She received a hell no. It was a funny, cute moment. We quickly laughed it off and went on with our day. However... Later that evening, I was thinking, the results really do have some merit behind them. I love cuddling, and she hates it. I love going out to dinner and going on cute dates, while she prefers staying at home and watching Netflix. I love giving her gifts and compliments, while she barely acknowledges them. Don't get me wrong, she makes me incredibly happy. It's just that sometimes I wish she was more of a girlfriend. Is there anything I could do to make her more intimate slash romantic? Uh... Since we're both heading to a different college in the next six months, is it worth it to stick it out and try that LDR? Uh, thanks. I don't mind the show, except for Amir. He's a little too Jewish for me. Hmm. To respect. Sincer- <laughs> Sincerely, Simon. Simon doesn't mind our show. That's good. Yeah, it's I'm good. I'm happy he doesn't mind it. He's sort of neutral about You're it. You're a little too Jewish for me sometimes, too. I get that. I understand. <laughs> uh, so... Would you take? Is this overblowing, or is this? Does this Buzz, Buzzfeed quiz have merit? It's interesting because it's like so. The Buzzfeed quiz is really lame. That it's like that it pointed this stuff out, but at the same time, it is kind of true. Yeah, she doesn't like cuddling. She doesn't like going on cute dates. She doesn't love eating dinner together. Yeah, well, cuddling sort of. Also, one of the questions should, if your boyfriend material should be like, if uh, if you don't get the answers you want on this BuzzFeed quiz, will it change your life? Yeah. And if he says yes, then <laughs> you, the answer is you're not boyfriend material. It's funny to say, like, it just because he doesn't like, she doesn't like going out on dates, she's not girlfriend material. Well, she's not 
maybe she's not your girlfriend material. Right. It's just like an incompatibility thing more than like, you can't be anyone's girlfriend if you like staying home and watching Netflix. Right. Like, I'm boyfriend material because I love going out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about, are you boyfriend material for someone that doesn't like going out? Huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's more like a matchmaker thing. So I love giving her gifts and compliments while she barely acknowledges them. Okay, so how much merit do you give to this BuzzFeed quiz? Because there's another one that's also pretty interesting. She's a Monica and he's a Ross. Really? Yeah, and that's not a very romantic arrangement at all. Jake, in your video that you were obsessed with making BuzzFeed quizzes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What kind of bean are you? (laughs) I think somebody actually made that eventually. That's really good. I was a Lima. Is there anything I could do to make her more intimate and romantic? (laughs) I'm going to make you intimate whether you like it or not. Watch how much you love cuddling after I do this. Lay down next to me. Tie him up. Spoon me. I think, I feel like this BuzzFeed quiz opened your eyes, like while that's small and petty and dumb, it opened your eyes to some things that aren't necessarily small and petty and dumb. Yeah, for example. Uh, The fact that she doesn't acknowledge or care about your compliments. Yeah. Uh, The fact that you like to go out and she doesn't want to. I think if you guys can strike a balance where you're each getting a little bit of everything that you like, you know, she will indulge you in a couple cute dates or a cuddle session. Maybe you (laughs) cuddle up until you need to fall asleep and then she'll turn away. Maybe you give her like a coupon, like a coupon good for one cuddling. Well, she would have to give him the coupon. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be like, I'd like to cash it Because then she in. would never, you know, if she had all the coupons, yeah. she's like, I'm going to hoard them. <laughs> yeah, I want to wait until it's like a not, buy nine, get one free deal. Uh, so, yeah, it seems, like, it seems like if you guys could find a balance, that's good. But if you can't, I think you're lying when you tell us that you're completely happy in the relationship. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're completely happy. Yeah, it sounds like a BuzzFeed quiz really threw you for a loop. And maybe try taking another one, like which high school musical gif best dis- dis- like defines you and your bae. Mm, that's cool. <laughs> so like there would be one with like Zac Efron singing and he like, bae makes me feel this type of way. Type of bae. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some type of bae. Yeah, <laughs> make me feel some type of bae. Lastly, I feel like we're ignoring the elephant in the room, which is you guys are about to be... Uh, in college, yeah. So, break up. Which yeah, seems... That's it, fine. It's good for her because the LDR is great because she doesn't like going out and cuddling anyway. But uh, it might not be a great situation for you. Yep. So, stick it around. Stick it out until you leave for college or just end it now. But definitely don't keep it going while you're at school. Yeah, brother. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll be back with more questions and answers, maybe from high schoolers, right after this. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non movement movement. A, is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. And we have returned. What up? Uh, One week until our shows. It's been one, one week, week since, since uh, we... uh, yeah. <laughs> our shows, it's kind of, it's misleading because it's May 1st, which seems far away because we're only in April. Yeah, but it's very, very soon. Yeah, so our first show is a week from today, Monday, May 1st in Atlanta. First show ever in Atlanta. That's correct. Never, I've never been to Georgia except for the airport. And we're getting there a couple days earlier to explore the city. Oh, that's right. Uh, the next day, we're having a show in Raleigh, North yep. Carolina. North Carolina. Uh, the day after that, our show in D.C., Washington, D.C., May 3rd. State's capital. Correct. Donald Trump is coming. Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with us in Philadelphia. Show at Helium Comedy Club. Always a good time in Philly. Cinco de Mayo, Friday, the end of our trip. Arriba. Show is sold out. Oh. 
Other shows inching closer to it, but Brooklyn has already uh, come correct, I would say. So if you can't get tickets to the Brooklyn show, feel free to come see me in Georgia. You know what? If you were a, a really big fan, you would travel with us like they did with the Grateful Dead. Oh, that'd be so dope. <laughs> so it'd be like, oh, we saw you in Atlanta, and then we just redid the road trip. Because we're, we're doing it. Obviously, it's doable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're flying private, but... It, you can fly uh, anybody, with us. Yeah, anybody can drive it. We're not really flying private. It's just uh, a delayed flight that we're on that that is uh, completely empty. For me, it's just... It's private or drive it. <laughs> like, those are the only two options. Have you ever... <laughs> I've never done private, no. So you just you drive it. Drive. I often drive. You're it. always road tripping. Yeah, I'm always road tripping. That makes a ton of sense. Because if I'm not driving it, it is private. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you drive it though, right? <laughs> absolutely, all the time. All the tickets for sale are at jakeandamir.com. You should make another image, I a will. little sales image. And by the way, if you already have a ticket, tell your friends because a lot of time we're walking around, a, we're walking around a city or a or a town or whatever, and people come up and they're like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, we have a fucking show. Don't you follow us on Twitter? Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> how Vine. Do I, how do I reach you? You millennial. So tell, text your friends. Text all your friends. Yeah. And then they walk away like, oh, sorry, I thought you were Rhett and Link. Uh, this is incredible. <laughs> I am. <laughs> come to my show. I'm Rhett and Link. <laughs> Click on this link, Rhett. Uh, Denver was fun. Yeah, that's a cool city. Denver's just a great town. Yeah. I mean, my God, I'm so proud to hail from Colorado. You are proud to what? Hail from Colorado. (laughs) My grandmother was born in Colorado. Denver, actually. (laughs) That doesn't mean you hail from them. It means I have Colorado blood. I'm a frontiersman. A swashbuckling frontiersman. <laughs> oh, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I did see your bumper sticker that said, I'm a swashbuckling frontiersman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on the front of the car so people know which way I tearsman. I put it <laughs> front. <laughs> I put it over the windshield. It's a windshield sticker. <laughs> that that could be a thing that no, catches on. Okay. Uh-uh. Of course right. not. Yeah. Can we shout out the Twinovation podcast? Oh, yeah. What did you want to say? Uh, I just that uh, they had a real fire episode on Friday. Actually, they had the opposite. Oh, fire and ice. Very good. <laughs> they replaced our friend Dave with ice. <laughs> Do you think that's good? Does Dave Does Dave think it's fair? You have to listen to the show and find out for yourself. They've also got a Twitter poll where you can vote, and I think Dave would lose his job uh, to, to a, bowl of ice. a bowl of ice. Is it online right now or not yet? Do they put the ice on ice to get it ready for the next episode? <laughs> they want to make sure the ice doesn't melt. They replaced Dave with, with a literal bowl of ice. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised that Dave hasn't been a bowl of ice this whole time. Look at this. This is an image on their Twitter of ice wearing headphones, a bowl of ice. <laughs> so yeah. go online, cast your vote. Oh, yeah, uh, here it is. Dave Rosenberg versus... Should I vote for Dave or a bowl of ice? Who's who's winning right now? I can't tell until I vote. Oh. I'll vote for Dave because I feel bad a little bit. <laughs> I He is... Getting destroyed. He's down. What's the <laughs> what's the tally? Seventy percent for the bowl of ice. Okay. It's it's interesting that I don't know what the the statistical word for this is, but like after five hundred votes, this fairly random thing of Dave Rosenberg versus a bowl of ice is at seventy thirty. I bet the next five hundred votes will be close to this. Yeah. But why is that? I don't know, man. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Isn't that slightly... Like, it's not like the odds of it being 70-30 in the other way are just as high going forward. Right. No, it's prob- It's likely that most people will prefer... Yeah, 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And it like, stays like that. Yeah. I've, I also voted for Dave because I uh, frankly fear what 
what will become of him if he doesn't. <laughs> he will be ice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We have another question from another high schooler. And this one is 420 related. Ooh. We were in Phoenix during 420. Did you smoke a weed reefer? I ended up not getting high stoned because uh, I feared that I didn't have like a piece with me. Yeah, you feared that, or did you not? So I had a, I had a like a dank ass nug. <laughs> <laughs> I had this like nug, and I, I, had, I had like a grinder. Well, I had a bunch of Kush, yeah, and some like shake, yeah, and I, like it was like sticky as shit, right. It and was then I sativa, had a, so it was a body high. Did you? I had a piece that was all resin. Oh, did you? Yeah. Have, did you smoke the resin out of my piece? I, <laughs> I ended up. I used it. I sort of scooped out the burnt ash, mm-hmm. so yeah. the bowl was sort of packed super tight. Right. Oh, that's and cool. it was a sativa, that's so cool. it was a head high. And did you smoke it or shove it up your ass? <laughs> I ended up shoving it up my ass. <laughs> you know, it hits you faster when you shove the joint up your ass. <laughs> I didn't. That's nuts. I actually vaporized it. Really? Into uh-huh. the ass? Mm-hmm. You can exhale out of your butt. You know, like a, f- a fart blows air out of your butt, but you can't suck anything in. <laughs> so you can take a really deep, a ghosty-ass bong rip. <laughs> It'd be really nice if you could and then, inhale through your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you inhale through the ghost to your mouth, and then you swallow it so down deep that you fart rings. Whoa. <laughs> Fart tricks. Yeah. Uh, anyway, another high school student. You got another high school student? Uh, you better believe it, dude. Uh, I went to high school with... <laughs> um. Oh, no. You were homeschooled. Dan. Dan writes, I'm a high school student who just discovered the amazing drug known as weed. Here's the problem. Ever since I started doing it, almost every time I buy off someone, it's usually oregano or moss. (laughs) And I can't even (laughs) tell the difference. This has spawned the nickname oregano. What do I do about this shitty nickname and how do I get my hands on some reliable grade A kush? Please help. So you discovered an amazing (laughs) drug, but it is... Weed. No, it's oregano and moss. Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) I love herb. Unfortunately, for the majority of it, I'm it smoking is actual herb. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of weed, I am smoking moss or oregano. Uh, I can't tell the difference. It is hard to, because drug is so. You, there's no like Yelp review. You can't be like, all right. So I read your reviews, and oftentimes this is oregano, so I won't buy from you, yeah. drug dealer. Sort of like word of mouth. You can yeah. Be- it's like the same way with harder drugs. You just get it and hope for the best. And then so hopefully sometimes somebody has a reputation that precedes you. Yeah. I guess it's, it's been a long time since I've been worried about weed being fake. Weed is such a nothing drug. I, don't, I feel like it's not fake anymore. But I guess this guy's telling me it's, that it is. Yeah. Uh, so how does – well, I don't know. How do, how do I get my hands on some grade A kush? I don't want to tell this guy how to – how to get high yeah but i mean you should definitely at least know the difference so your friends aren't just like selling you fake weed all the time you don't want to be taken advantage of no you don't want to get taken advantage of that's true Uh, don't get get taken for a ride here um 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 didn't you say you used to sell weed this what is this this is a fucking sting gotcha journalism how did you get weed to sell weed how did i get weed my friend dan and i uh yeah it was like 
my friend's older brother would buy like, he was selling like a pound of weed at a time. And I would buy an ounce of weed off of him for like 300 uh, ish dollars. So it's the same as anything. You buy in bulk and sell individually. Yeah, but when you're buying in like real bulk, it's kind of scary. You have to like do some sh- shady shit. <laughs> so I would just buy the ounce from a pallet school. No big deal. <laughs> uh, then I would separate it into eighths and grams <laughs> and sell it to like people, like my friends and girls I had crushes on in, in sort of like a three town radius. And did you ever get high off your own supply? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like kind of the, I think and nobody was like making money. You sort of just like do it to always have weed so you can like look cool to people or that's why I did it. It's not like I even liked smoking weed that much. You were just like, you like telling people that you did it. I liked that girls would call me and need me to come over <laughs> and I would be like, yeah, you got it. And how, how would you do it? Beepers? Uh, like how would they call you? I had a cell phone. Huh. I had a burner. <laughs> Very chill. Or I, and you could do it like on IM too. And I would, people would say like I either made them a CD or made them a hemp bracelet or <laughs> necklace. And then I would go and deliver it. <laughs> Not unlike Oftentimes a-, a blank CD or a hemp necklace and also some weed. <laughs> All right. There you have it. Don't sell drugs. Uh, <laughs> but if you do, I guess, why don't you talk to somebody that... um just talk to somebody smarter than you. There's yeah, gonna be find a out where the, where the supply is really coming from. Go. And I think if you like aren't smoking by yourself, you'll be less likely to be smoking fake weed. Like smoke with a bigger group of people who smokes weed regularly. They'll I'll, know what they're doing. Also, don't smoke weed. <laughs> well, weed's fine. Okay. Uh, all right, last question. Um, I'm in love with two cam girls, right? <laughs> oh. I'm in love with, with two, two cam, cam girls. girls. <laughs> Who's that guy that sings that song? Ooh, I'm in love with the cocoa. I don't know, no. I'm in love with the cocoa. I'm in love with the cocoa. Right. No, what's his name? What? OT Genesis. Mm, Does that sound familiar? Nope. OT Genesis. Hmm. I've never even heard that. Song's a one hit wonder. Uh, OT Genesis writes, I'm in love with two cam girls. girls. I tip them about as much as I can afford, which is $500 a month, which isn't that much considering I'm trying to talk to them every day. I'm also in debt, but whatever. In return, they're very affectionate to me. I'm not so delusional to think that I'll be able to have a real romantic relationship with either, but at the very least, I'm definitely friends with them. I buy them thoughtful gifts based on private jokes. I write handwritten letters for God's sake. They're usually online at different times, so there's never been a situation where I've had to choose between the two until now. For a little background, some cam girls will attend conventions where fans can shake their hands. Girl A asked me to go to an upcoming convention in a few months. It's her first, and she wants a friendly face there, someone to be supportive. It wasn't until later that I realized Girl B will also be there. They're using the same platform, too, so they'll be camming it up from the same booth. Hell, they might even be right next to each other. I'd feel weird trying to play devotee to both at once. So what should I do when I show up? Even if I split my time between them, I'll still have to decide who to hang out with first. What would you do? 
Oh, dear. <laughs> OG Genesis. <laughs> he's scared that one cam girl will get offended that he's hanging out with the other. I'm scared you're going to get offended when there's a line a thousand people deep to meet these cam girls. Oh, and they yeah. all feel like a devotee to them. <laughs> oh, you've been cam chatting with other boys. I... I'm starting to feel like you make some kind of living through this shit. <laughs> Here's $20 for you to retire and hang out with me and me alone. I think it's fine to use the cams and it's fine to get something out of them, but it's not good <laughs> if you get to the point where you you do recognize that you're not so delusional that you're going to run away and marry one of the camp girls. She but has a cam and he is her man. You are being a little delusional to think that she's not... It's not her job to make many men feel like, and women, whatever, feel like this, right? It must be hard if you're a camp girl and you actually have a crush on someone. It's like if you're a stripper and you actually have a crush on a client or a Hooters waitress and you actually like someone. Because everyone like now goes back to like the, she's obviously not hitting on me. She's doing it just for her job. Yeah. But at some point, a stripper will be like, no, I actually like you. Yeah, but it's so rare. Yeah. So just assume that it's not <laughs> happening to you. I think it's fine even if like, assume... Past the point of it being obvious that she doesn't actually like you. Yeah. God, he tips $500 a month. I mean, I also have a problem with him doing that if he's in debt. That's no bueno. He should tip more. Yeah. You really should give, you should move into a smaller place and trade in your car so you can tip a bit more. <laughs> yeah. If you're only tipping $500 a month, I'm afraid these cam girls won't be actual friends with I mean, you. you. I think you should just choose, you should at least choose your favorite because then you'll be saving $250 a month. This is like a pornographic Sophie's choice. How can he decide which ones to get? Like she'll, they'll, she'll still like you if you tip her $200 a month. You'll <laughs> she'll be just fine. like you less. Well, someone else will tip more. Why is this considered so, like, if if your female friend was doing this, you'd be like, that's crazy, don't do this, to be a cam girl. But if she was, like, an actress in any other regard, you'd be like, this is fine. And she's yeah. like, I act on web chats, and guys pay me to act scenes. That's fine. But yeah. if she's like, I take off my clothes and guy I talk guys off, you're like, oh, that's disgusting. I wouldn't say it was disgusting, but, but you, I guess I would be like, you should be careful because a lot of people record those and post them <laughs> online. Yeah, but there's so something. like the, I, the only thing I would really worry about is like if somebody was doing that to like just to like get by for now, and they were like, it's not going to mean anything. Like I, it's you, just it's just like a webcam. It it disappears. Do I the cam girls like get naked or do they just talk? Uh, I think. Different ones do different stuff. There are definitely people that are like shoving their fist in their ass on yeah. the camera. And then there's also <laughs> ones that are probably uh, fully clothed. Yeah, because different people have different fetishes. But like if someone was close to you, like you wouldn't want your sister doing this. I, if I found out my sister was like a fully clothed, like JOI talking <laughs> webcam girl and that she was making thousands of dollars a month, I don't think I would be like, you should not be doing that. I'd. I say disgusting <laughs> things into a microphone for a living too. Hey, we're all part of this. We're all cut from the same cloth, baby. It seems like there's a a market for that. Then, like there is non sexual or non stripper type ladies. Yeah, we fully could, clothed. Yeah, talking guys off. Yes, for a lot of money. Uh huh. 
<laughs> the gears are turning in your head. I want to be a pimp. Is there one where they don't see? Like, I want to do it for blind guys <laughs> so I could just pretend like I have a woman voice. Not even that. I, can I be uh, that for a gay? I think that guys make a lot less money. I I don't know for a fact, but it just seems like there'd be way more guys willing to do it. Would I have to see them? Or could I just... You have to see them. I have to see. It's a two-way well, mirror? I think it depends. I, I've never actually used it, but I think there's some like that are, you know, when you're camming for a, a group of people, so you're not, you're not seeing everybody then, but then yeah. you, they can like pay to take you private. And then I think it's like... Can uh, I... Back and forth. Do you mind if I practice just a little bit before the end of the show over here i don't want to no i i want to see your hog (laughs) you couldn't cam (laughs) that was not hot take take off your hog belt (laughs) let me see that little piggy (laughs) okay oink 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 you see that rock flaccid here (laughs) a little pigtail how is it so curly how is your dick curly it's a loop-de-loop you're a swashbuckler to the nth degree. Boing. Oh, yeah. It's a doorstop. It's a fucking spring. <laughs> spring has sprung, and it's your little coiled dick. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> Looks like a fun straw. All right, that's enough. It's absolutely enough. <laughs> My dick is small and curled like a ribbon. You don't have to rib me about it. <laughs> so, what's it called when you like use a, a uh, scissor to curl the ribbon? Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Curling? <laughs> Yeah, that's what someone did. Uh, All right, so don't worry about offending the camp girls. They're used to having many men vie for their affection. Yeah, I definitely assume that there's there's lots of people there that think that those girls are their, that they are also, like, those girls' number one guy. Yeah. That's, like, their job to make you feel like that. Yeah, and they're doing good. Just play it cool. So keep up the good work, camp girls. Yeah. Don't take it so personal, personal OT. Uh, enjoy the convention. Why would you want to go to the convention? So you could see the girls that you have a crush on in person. <laughs> Those things are big. That's, we were in uh, Vegas like twice during AVN. Do you remember that? I thought that was an awards show. I didn't know it was just meat porns. Well, they, it's, it's everything. They do the big award show, but then like it's days of the convention center where people just walk around and meet their favorite porn stars and take pictures with them and stuff. Yeah. I guess I always think of it as sports, so I guess I would go to a place and meet sports guys. Totally. There's no real sports conventions, though. Does I guess Kobe I, ever talk you off? Uh, he doesn't have to, but I'll watch like some highlight clips from like that series he had against the Suns in 2005 and just fucking go to town. Oh, I yeah. mean, some of those shots were... Unbelievable. Insane. Unreal. Uh, All right, cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry for the delay. Hopefully it was worth the wait. Uh, Opening theme song, closing theme song, questions, all deliver them all to ifireyoushow at gmail.com. The opening one was written by, do you remember, Dan and Maria? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this closing one is a hallelujah um, parody. This is my favorite episode. These are two of my favorite songs. Uh, I'll also... Uh, now that the podcast is over uh-huh. and you've got, uh, you're free to open up some new tabs. Yeah. Go to jakeandamir.com, buy tickets for Raleigh, DC, Philly, Atlanta, and Atlanta, Hotlanta. Uh, those are going to be fun shows. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to Dan Maria. Thanks to Sam. Uh, Toda, and we'll see you next week. Enjoy. Later.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.